Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is June 19th. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block and next week the block is sections 67 through 70. So just a few sections there, but man, are they filled with rich doctrine. 68 alone is just incredible and I could spend a whole week there, but I'm excited to study next week with you. But let's finish up this week by taking a look at a few verses in section 66. Now, this section is given to a few of the different elders in the early church. And this very first verse that we're going to take a look at, verse 3, is given to William McClellan. And this is what it says. The Lord says, Verily I say unto you, my servant William, that you are clean, but not all. Repent, therefore, of those things which are not pleasing in my sight, saith the Lord. For the Lord will show them unto you. Now, I absolutely love the principle that we can see in here. Here, the Lord is telling William, look, you're clean, you're good, you've repented, but there's still more that you could do. There's still cleansing that could happen. There's still good attributes that you could adopt and bad things that you could drop. And I love this because even though it's given specifically to William McClellan, this is a principle that is true for every single one of us. I absolutely love that the Lord says that he will show unto us the things that we need to do and to change. And then the Lord goes on in verse four and says, and now verily I, the Lord will show unto you what I will concerning you or what is my will concerning you. Now, I absolutely love this principle that as we're going through this life and as we're trying to change and to become perfected and to become better and more Christ-like and more holy, that we're not in that alone. We have the atonement of Jesus Christ to strengthen us and to make us whole, but we also have a loving Father in heaven who is willing to teach us and to guide us what things we need to change. Now, I think that there's a really important disclaimer to be said here. And that is, I've talked before oftentimes about how Satan has a counterfeit for everything good of our Father in heaven. And our Father in heaven here, as we see in these scriptures, wants to teach us and guide us about the things that we can change or do differently so that we can improve and be perfected and continue this progression here in this life. But the adversary also has a counterfeit to that very same thing. He tries to point out all our weaknesses. He constantly tries to point out areas where we don't feel good about ourselves or that we feel like we need to be better. And those two things may sound similar, right? Both things were being shown areas where we can improve. However, there's a huge difference from when these thoughts come from the adversary versus when these thoughts come from our Father in heaven. And that is the hope that comes with those thoughts. Our Father in heaven will point out things that we can change. He'll point out areas that we can improve. But always those promptings are accompanied with feelings of hope and with a glance towards the atonement of Christ and what it can do for us. Our Father in heaven will never point these things out to us and then leave us there in our misery. And that's exactly what the adversary does. Because he's pointing these things out to drag us down. He's pointing these things out to make us feel hopeless so that we stop trying. And so when the adversary points out or makes us feel weak in certain areas, it is never accompanied with hope that we can be better. 
It's never accompanied with a view of the Savior's atonement and what it can do in our lives. Rather, the adversary tries to point out weaknesses and drag us down into misery so that we can become miserable like he is. And then his desire is to leave us there, unsupported and hopeless in those feelings. And it's so important that as we talk about what we're going to talk about, that we understand that there's a difference between those things. That when we feel hopeless and sad and miserable about our weaknesses, that we don't think, well, this is just Heavenly Father trying to point out what I need to do better in. Heavenly Father will never leave us hopeless in these moments. That hopelessness always comes from the adversary. So let's talk about what this actually means when the scriptures say that the Lord will show these areas unto us where we need to improve. It reminds me of a talk given several years ago by Elder Lawrence called What Lack I Yet? In that talk, he said, the journey of discipleship is not an easy one. It has been called a course of steady improvement. As we travel along that straight and narrow path, the Spirit continually challenges us to be better and to climb higher. The Holy Ghost makes an ideal traveling companion. If we are humble and teachable, he will take us by the hand and lead us home. However, we need to ask the Lord for directions along the way. We have to ask some difficult questions, like what do I need to change? How can I improve? What weaknesses need strengthening? And then he goes on to tell the story about the rich young ruler in the New Testament who approached the Savior and said, I've been keeping the Ten Commandments since I was a kid. What lack I yet? Now the Savior was anxious to let him know what he could do to take his spirituality further and to continue that progression. But Elder Lawrence said the young man was stunned. He had never considered such a sacrifice. He was humble enough to ask the Lord, but not faithful enough to follow the divine counsel he was given. We must be willing to act when we receive an answer. And Harold B. Lee taught, Every one of us, if we would reach perfection, must at one time ask ourselves this question, What lack I yet? Now the scripture here in Doctrine and Covenant 66 tells us, promises us, that the Lord is willing to show us what we lack so that we can make those changes. I have that verse cross-referenced to Ether chapter 12, verse 27, which says, And if men come unto me, I will show unto them their weakness. I give unto men weakness that they may be humble, and my grace is sufficient for all men that humble themselves before me. For if they humble themselves before me and have faith in me, then will I make weak things become strong unto them. Now, it's really interesting, oftentimes in our lives when we're seeing more of our weaknesses or we're noticing more things that we need to change, oftentimes we look at those feelings or look at those moments and think, man, I must be getting farther and farther away from my Father in heaven if I'm now noticing all these things that I need to change or improve. But what I love about this scripture is that it teaches us that the opposite is actually true. Notice that first sentence. It says, and if men come unto me, I will show unto them their weaknesses. Elder Christofferson taught that if we are noticing more and more of our weaknesses, perhaps we can take that as a sign that we're actually drawing nearer to the Lord and not distancing ourselves farther from him. And this verse goes on to make the promise that if we'll be humble and if we'll have faith, then the grace of Jesus Christ can be sufficient and the enabling power of Jesus Christ can then begin to 
help us improve and help us to become more. Doctrine and Covenant 66 verse 8 makes that same promise. It says, He that is faithful shall be made strong in every place, and I, the Lord, will go with you. My friends, that is grace. That is the enabling power of the atonement of Jesus Christ. The atonement is not just for our redemption or our cleansing from sin. It's also for our sanctification, for our becoming better, becoming more holy, becoming more like him. He can see us in our weaknesses. He can meet us where we are. And because of that enabling power, because of his grace, he can lift us up and raise us up and make us more. But it requires faith in him and humility to turn to him for that help. President Nelson once said, We should not be discouraged or depressed by our shortcomings. No one is without weakness. As part of the divine plan, we are tested to see whether we will master weakness or let weakness master us. Proper diagnosis is essential to proper treatment. The Lord gave us this remarkable assurance, Because thou hast seen thy weaknesses, thou shalt be made strong. But wishing for strength won't make us strong. It takes faith and work to shore up a weakened cord of integrity. Real faith in him will provide real relief and glorious rewards. He said, Because thou hast seen thy weaknesses, thou shalt be made strong, even unto the sitting down in the place which I have prepared in the mansions of my Father. My friends, when our Father in Heaven sent us here to this earth, he was under no false pretenses that we were going to be perfect, or that we were going to never have weaknesses, or struggles, or things that we just couldn't seem to master. But this was all part of his plan. Our Father in Heaven sent his Son here to atone for us so that he could enable us. So that as we had faith in him, and as we turned to him with humility, he could make us more. That is part of the process of faith, is seeing our weaknesses, turning to the Lord, and watching him through our faith make those things strong. That is his power. That is his atonement. And that is his grace. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.